Hopefully by now you've taken the time to read Archbishop's pastoral letter that came out in late November because it outlines the future of our local church as a result of the three-year synod process. But if you're more of an audio person, as you can imagine like we are here on Practicing Catholic, and I, by the way, listen to a number of podcasts and audiobooks myself, you might just want to perk up as the Office of Communications has come out with a new way to absorb all this rich content of the pastoral letter. Joining us today to share more, Deacon Joseph Mahalik, Director of the Office of Synod Evangelization, and Father Joseph Bambanek. So we say to them, welcome, Deacon Mahalik, welcome to you. Thank you, Patrick. Always good to be with you. Father Bambanek, welcome to you as well. Thank you, Patrick. Good to be on again. Let's catch up a bit on what's been going on behind the scenes for Father and Deacon uh, these past few months after the pastoral the release of the pastoral letter. So, Deacon Mahalik, what kind, what type of feedback have you heard on the contents of the letter this far? Have you heard much? Oh yes, we've heard uh, actually quite a bit of feedback, um, and overwhelmingly, it has been positive. Uh, we've heard from priests and deacons and lay faithful. Sometimes they're writing into the Catholic spirit, or they're sending letters, or they're sending emails, and just a lot of conversation on the street, so to speak. Mm. And uh, again, overwhelmingly positive. Now, you know, not everybody, as to be expected, uh, may agree with some of the Archbishop's timelines or exact priorities, um, and which the Archbishop himself acknowledges in the letter. But uh, what I'm hearing is that people are deeply appreciative that the Synod isn't something that just came and went, but there's actually a vision that has arisen out of it, that there's much more to come, that there's some clear direction. Uh, I've even heard from several other bishops and other dioceses uh, that I know, friends of mine, who just offered, uh, sent me emails saying, congratulations convey this to the Archbishop. Uh, this is truly, truly wonderful, uh, what we're reading and hearing coming out of the Archdiocese. Ah. And, and, and I, I would say this, Patrick, uh, one of the things that people are most commenting on is the, um, the intriguing and energizing synthesis of the three mysteries of the upper room. The mystery of the washing of the feet, the mystery of the Eucharist, and the mystery of Pentecost, and how these actually come together, and they're meant to have in a practical, they're meant to have practical implications in our lives uh, as we encounter these mysteries. So folks are kind of eager and chomping at the bit, and uh, the Archbishop is saying, amen, Uh, let's have a prayerful and measured response and let the Holy Spirit lead us. That's fantastic. I love to hear it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that people are excited. That's a good thing. How about you, yeah. Father Bambanek? Have you been receiving some, uh, some feedback as well? Yes, I mean, very consistent with what Deacon Mahalik has been talking about. You know, I think that people are really energized by the thought of, of the, the um, three parts of the upper room and kind of seeing the Church as really fully alive, and when all three of those are, 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 are present in the parish, and when they're present in our lives as well. Yeah, very good. Well, Father, let me ask you, how is how is the Archdiocese supporting parishes right now as they begin to navigate the whole process of implementation and evangelization in response to the Synod? Sure. 
So um, it's, the first thing is that, you know, Archbishop asks for each pastor to appoint a team of, of 12. Now, I mean, 12 is a biblical number, so it doesn't have to be exactly 12, but about 12 people to kind of serve just that just as Jesus, when he, um, you know, started his mission of, of, of preaching the good news, he appointed 12 to go out and be his witnesses, um, that the archbishop is asking each pastor to appoint 12. There are some specific people, like in a parish, that, that he's asked to be among those 12, um, and, and and we actually gave we gave the um, pastors kind of a reflection, okay, to, to to pray about okay who to ask. That, so you're not necessarily always asking the people that always get asked to do things in a parish, but you know we kind of gave them a, an opportunity to pray through. Okay, so what are some of the qualities um, that you that you would want in 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 a in a team member um, in this first batch to go out and and, and help with the evangelization of the parish, um, and so and particularly those who have maybe a, a proven a charism of of evangelization, those as well who kind of have the gift of of being um, influencers. Um, that that once they, that once their hearts are on fire, that they can help others become get their hearts on fire. And then, but we're so we kind of gave some guidance and some thoughts on how to go about selecting the the, the people. And then the next step is we're actually going to equip them. And so, um, starting in a couple weeks, um, every. Um, the, 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 all the, t- the 12 from each of the parishes are going to be um, going through the School of Discipleship. Now, the School of Discipleship is something that's been offered for a few years by the Catechetical Institute. It's open to anybody. And in fact, we'd, we'd encourage listeners, um, if, they're, if they feel moved, to, to, to go to the Catechetical Institute's website, cistudent.com, and sign up for the School of Discipleship, because anyone in the Archdiocese can do this. Um, but, but specifically, those who are on the team, those who are making a three-year commitment to, to help their pastors um, implement the synod and implement the evangelization, um, they'll be meeting together with their, um, with their team members. Um, some of them at the live sites at Our Lady of Grace, others them at, at sites in the various deaneries across the archdiocese, so that they can be equipped then to go out and... Um, and do what's, what's going to be asked of them. And, and the first task that will be asked of them will be to help um, develop, help the pastor either develop or, um, or bring ever greater life to, to small group ministries um, in, in parishes. Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, wonderful. So, Deacon, turning back to you for a moment, I know that uh, there might be. I'm just, you know, I'm. I want to. I want to give a little leeway here that there just might be a few folks who have heard about these these twelve that are meant to be selected in each parish. Uh, to go through the School of Discipleship and then help uh, their pastor with the evangelization and the implementation of the Synod. but uh, And there might just be a little bit of an idea of, well, they've got it, I don't need to be involved. But that's not the point at all, is it, Deacon? Oh, no, not at all. This, this, is, this is for everyone. You're absolutely right. Um, and, and, and the Twelve are really meant to be a catalyst within the parish. I think that's a key mm-hmm. word, and it's a word that the Archbishop has used. Uh, just like you have a, a parish council, and you might have a leadership team, you have a finance council, you've got uh, different staff, and they all have particular jobs. This this group of 12, this evangelization team, synod evangelization team, is really meant to be a catalyst uh, focusing on missionary discipleship and implementing the synod uh, goals in their particular parish. And, and it's meant to then branch out from there. Uh, and so even now, uh, and we're going to see, by the way, we're going to see that branching out, uh, say, like this next fall as we begin to do some small group training. We've got uh, Father Becker has, from the Archdiocese is going to be serving as a vicar for uh, discerning charisms 
uh, in people's lives. So there's a, there's a lot of things unfolding um, in the next six months to a year. But even now, Patrick, uh, the Archbishop uh, would invite anyone and everyone uh, certainly to begin by reading the letter or listening to the letter, listening to right. a podcast of the letter, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm excited about that, and that's I was going to say, that's got to be one of the ways that uh, it just makes it all the more evident that this is, as you put it, Deacon, for everyone, was this new audio version of the pastoral letter. Um, so tell us a little bit more about that. How did it come together? Where was the why? Why did we decide that that was a good thing to do? And uh, how can people have, have access to it? Sure, that that's a great question. Well, I, I want to give a hats off here to uh, the communications team of the archdiocese, and that's that's a whole group of folks who have done so so much behind the scenes work of videotaping and and uh, uh, putting together emails and communications and Catholic Spirit articles and, and uh, broadcasting at large the, uh, on the Synod, but also access to the pastoral letter. And uh, it was really, I think, sort of their idea to say, to reach as broad an audience as possible in our technological uh, age. Uh, many people do listen to podcasts and would like an audio version. Uh, some of us are more, uh, we read things and we retain that way. Some of us need to see things. And some of us uh, really find it helpful to hear. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now I- I'm not a podcast guy. I'm like you. Um, and, and I need help turning on a television. I get my children to help me do that kind of thing, right? Uh, but my, <laughs> okay. even my own kids encourage me, Dad, you got to listen to some great podcasts out there. And, and, um, and one of them that's now available as of uh, this past week, both in English and in Spanish, nice. is the Archbishop reading the pastoral letter to his people. Mm. Uh, and he does it. He recorded the whole thing, English and Spanish. Uh, it's available uh, on the Archdiocesan website, www.archspm.org. And as soon as you go to that main Archdiocesan website, you'll see the Archbishop and a little box that says, the pastoral letter is here. You click on that box, you'll get five headings underneath, one of which says says, podcasts. And I I went the other day and I clicked on it, and in a course of eight sessions in English and eight in Spanish, the Archbishop reads to us, in segments that are about 10 to 17 minutes long, each of them, uh, the entire pastoral letter. That's so, fantastic. No, no. So you, you, might, you might not want to read or like to read, but you can listen to it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, okay, so I, I just have to go out and say that, you know, 10 to 17 minutes, that's, that's like just about perfect for like a commute or something like that. And, you know, it's, it's well broken up. I, I really like that idea. Father, let me, uh, let me ask you, so... Do you anticipate that this is going to be a, a good platform to engage maybe people who otherwise wouldn't have read the pastoral letter? Absolutely. I think that we, you know, we're in, in our modern times, as, as Deacon mentioned, we're trying to, to reach out in the various different ways to people who, you know, learn, you know, get, get, get their information um, in different ways, you know, in different ways. And, you know, and, and so, yeah, this, this should be very helpful, especially, you know, a, a, a key audience that we're looking for and a key part of the synod is reaching out to youth and young adults. 
And, you know, probably a podcast is much more, to, to many youth and young adults, it's a much more digestible way of, of, of listening, I mean, of, of learning and taking in the information than is the paper version or the electronic version, which is kind of the most, which, which is also at the website. Right, right. So multiple ways to engage with the pastoral letter. We're speaking with Father Joseph Bamanek and Deacon Joseph Mahalik on the the release of the new audio version of Archbishop Hebda's pastoral letter, culminating uh, the culmination of three years of synod process and now uh, really just catapulting and catalyzing our, our local church into the implementation, the evangelization stage of everything that has come from that. Father Bamanek, are there any plans for additional materials in the works right now? I, th- I think that we're going to be studying kind of what what needs to you know what could be helpful to people as as this thing rolls out. But one other thing that that is there, and I, um, is that you know in addition to the pastoral letter, there was the archbishop issued a year one synod implementation plan. So every year he's going to have an implementation plan to kind of focus on the specific goal of the year. And this, this first the first year's goal is on is on small groups, but mm-hmm. but and and that implementation plan is on the same website as you find. Um, the, the pastoral letter, and as you saw, as you find the links to the podcast, which once again is archspm.org slash synod letter. And in, in the, the, the past, the, the year one plan is only like 11 pages long, but pages 9, 10, and 11 are for people in the archdiocese who aren't on one of the teams. How can they help out? So like, like or what, what can they do? You know, so it's an invitation to families. It's an invitation to young adults, adults, singles, divorced or separated, couples without children, widowers. It's an invitation to, to homebound and those in elder care facilities, invitation to Catholic schools, um, to each member of the, to, to each priest and deacon, each member of consecrated life, um, each lay ecclesial minister in their specific state in life. How can they help with the implementation of the synod? So I would encourage those who are looking for how they can be involved, in addition to just reading it. Um, there the Archbishop lays out um, some specific things that he asked for. And the number one thing in all of them um, is the importance of praying for this. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of that, we're running a little short on our time here, but uh, I'm I'm uh, just cognizant of the fact that that's one way we can definitely all be involved at this time is through prayer. And uh, Deacon Mahalik, you don't happen to have the uh, Synod prayer uh, at the ready there, do you? Um, actually, I do not have the oh, okay. prayer at the but, but, but But I do. Okay, uh, Father does. Okay. All right, well, Father, tell you what, why don't you, if you would, lead us through that prayer and maybe close with a blessing for us? Can you right. do that? Great. So this is the Archdiocesan Evangelization Prayer that was um, promulgated as part of the pastoral letter. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, renew your wonders in our time, as, as though in a new Pentecost, and grant that this Archdiocese, united in prayer around Mary, Mother of Jesus, and guided by St. Peter, may spread the kingdom of the divine Savior, a kingdom of truth, of justice, of love, and of peace. Amen. St. Paul, our great missionary patron, pray for us. And may the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying (laughs) the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Right. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord, right? That's what we're out and we're we're gonna be doing it. Right. Deacon Mahalik and Father Bamanek, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for all the work that you do. May God bless you richly. Well, thank you, Patrick. Patrick, have a good day. 
You too. To listen to the pastoral letter in podcast form, again, that's archspm.org slash synodletter, all one word, synodletter, and you'll find links to listen via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, which is, of course, where you can also hear Practicing Catholic. You can also search Pastoral Letter Podcast in any of those platforms to find it there. Next up on Practicing Catholic, it's easy to compartmentalize our lives and keep work and church lives separate. Coming up, Roger Vasco from the St. Joseph Business Guild with some great tips on how to live out your faith at work. We'll be right back. 